processes and tools dominate today's Agile discussions, but we are devoted to the individuals and interactions that make it work. From the beginner to the veteran practitioner, we have something for you. Welcome to Agile for Humans. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Agile for Humans. I'm your host, Ryan Ripley. Joining me today, I, you know what? Everyone loves Dave West. Dave, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Ryan. I'm not sure everybody loves oh, me, I but think... um, my mom and my wife and my kids do. All right, I love you too, Dave. You're oh, great. Ryan, I, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that it's awkward, let's start. <laughs> no, so Dave's coming back. Uh, last time we talked to Dave... Uh, we were at a TechWell conference. We were talking about all sorts of awesome things going at Scrum.org. So Dave's back because, as many of you heard from the press release at Agile 2018, um, Dave, you have a new class. Or we ha I should say we have a new class, right? We have a new class, and that's an important concept. Yeah, so um, PSM 2 and Advanced Scrum Master class hit the, uh, hit the stores, as it were, on um, on on um, the Monday at at, uh, at Agile, so um, it is available. Uh, we're really excited about it, and um, we're looking forward to many people taking it and us learning, and them learning, and everybody getting better at delivering valuable software, valuable products, and uh, in an agile way. Yeah. So, Dave, something interesting about the way that Scrum.org went about this because it's there are other classes out there, but what I really yeah. again another really cool. You know, why I picked this path, you know, because a, a lot of the listeners know I'm a professional scrum trainer with scrum.org. Um, and the, one of the reasons I picked this path is that you guys actually live the scrum, the, the scrum path, right? And so there is a PSM2 test out there. And I think yeah. you guys collected a ton of data. You saw what was the students needed. And then you've put the course out as opposed to going in the opposite direction. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the learnings from the, the assessment, the learnings from some trial courses and ultimately what ended up getting what getting what what ended up getting delivered to the market. Yeah, let me tell you the sort of journey. So we, we have tried every different way of delivering classes. We have tried creating a class, getting feedback, building assessment afterwards. We have tried uh, doing them both at the same time. We've tried everything. And we've learned lots of stuff along the way. In the case of PSM2 and Advanced Scrum Master class, what we did was really quite interesting. So about, I guess it was two and a bit years ago now, we launched PSM2, the assessment. The reason why we launched that was because we found a number of our trainers and professional scrum trainers were engaged with clients basically doing scrum and the client wanted some sort of empirical validated way to prove that they'd learned some stuff and got better at, at, at doing scrum, at doing scrum mastery really and being a scrum master. So we launched PSM2. The idea was always though that we would out of that build some some improved learning materials now but we didn't know what that was <laughs> and i'll be honest i i was like Ooh, i'm not quite sure is it going to be coaching materials is it going to be workshoppy is it going to be online materials is it uh, what is it going to be so we uh, put the assessment in market and 
and you know hundreds thousands of people took it uh, and we learned a lot we got a lot of feedback and that drove us slowly and seeing you guys you professional scrum trainers our community of 230 odd professional scrum trainers in the world we saw these people using it and how they were using it and providing lots of feedback and from that we actually worked with the community to build out first it was a workshop I'll be honest we tried it we then used the PSM2 to empirically test the results of it we then we, we built out a class, a class that's a little different from perhaps some of our other classes. It's very experiential. It uses the techniques. It's kind of like cooking to learn cooking, if you know what I mean. Is that a good metaphor? It's probably not a good analogy, is it? It's probably like, you know, you use it to, you use the techniques of being a good scrum master to learn the techniques of being a good scrum master. And that the data that we had from PSM2, coupled with the usage in market by the professional scrum community, our trainers using it, drove us towards the creation of this class. So we worked in a very empirical, very scrum-based way, which was, which was very interesting and a little uh, yeah I mean no surprise <laughs> it worked we learned a lot it isn't the class that I originally thought actually it's done a bunch of movement but I'm really excited to bring it to market I'm really excited for people to start using it because I think honestly you will be a better scrum master you'll be a better person actually after you attend this class <laughs> yeah now I, I've been able to take a look at the materials um, have you know talked a lot with uh people that have been at the center of creating it i um you know when people have asked me because we've you know very quietly have discussed with some of our favorite clients hey this thing could be coming you really want to get uh at the front of this and they're asking me what the experience is like and and i just i what i've told them was i'm usually and so dave i'm a little jaded right i've seen a lot of classes <laughs> and uh by the middle of day one on most classes i'm like all right i i see where this is going can we just you know, move along. <laughs> Looking at the materials for PSM2, I mean, this is just, it's two days of just, um, it's like a roller coaster and you're just constantly engaged. Yeah. I mean, it is one of those where, um, and talking to other trainers who have gone through um, the train the trainer uh, version of the course and have gone, I mean, everyone was just, their minds were just blown. And this is the hardest crowd to impress, you know? Yeah, I think uh, so. We so we do um, obviously uh, when we're running the train the trainers, we survey continuously. We get data continuously, so we try to live our own values. Uh, and uh, what was funny is that um, the trainers are exactly like you're saying, Ryan. There's this um, um, uh, the, there's somebody that works for Scrum.org. He's not a trainer, Kurt Bittner. We the Kurt Bittner test is he's he's usually bored after like 35 minutes of any class because he's super smart. He was an analyst at Forrester. Uh, he's, he's like this, and he reads and he consumes, like he listens to podcasts at five times speed. You know, is that guy. <laughs> and uh, I, I think he might be a robot. I'm not totally sure. Um, uh, I was almost trying with my, to cut him once just to see if he actually bled or, <laughs> or, 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 you know, like wires fell out. But anyway, he said, this is very interesting. I'm exhausted. I used, <laughs> he was basically, he said that it, it, it fulfilled the Kurt Bittner test, which was, which was incredible. And, and I think the reason why though, Ryan, and I think this is worth actually uh, talking and I'm not, you know, the other classes are awesome. They're a little bit different is when we were building this, 
when it was being developed with the data, with the experiences, we were very conscious uh, of the audience. Like this is aimed at Scrum Masters. This is aimed at helping them deliver the three things that they need to do. A Scrum Master serves the, the team, the Scrum Master serves the product owner, the Scrum Master serves the organization. And they do it using a number of different stances, you know, manager, coach, uh, agony arm. No, that, that isn't a stance, but sometimes it feels like it should be. Um, you know, um, they use these different techniques. So what we tried to do was create an environment where you explored them. We, and we have very clear learning, you know, we have, Obviously, as you well know, the learning objectives and our use of GitHub and all that stuff. So we had this, but we were very focused on actually clicking the bits in their brain to practice the techniques so they could literally go back the day afterwards and say, oh, hey, this is, hey, we've got this particular issue. Let's use this um, facilitation technique. Maybe it's from liberating structures or visual facilitation or whatever. Oh, hang on a minute. These are the things that we're trying to get out. So we made it very much like that. And and that both made the class incredibly valuable in terms of the experience, but also, interestingly, made because we were sort of eating our own, it made us improve the class every single delivery. And um, it's it's been really an interesting experience. Yeah, it's one of those uh, situations where, look, PSM1 is an awesome class. Like, I've taught... I think it, I think I've taught it six times in the last month. Mm. I love yeah. teaching PSM one. I love seeing the light bulbs go off. That class is really about mastering Scrum. And mm. what I really love about the the bent of PSM two is it's like, look, we're not even going to talk about the framework. Like this is not no. a topic. Like if you if you do not know the framework, take the PSM one. It's an awesome class. Stephanie and Simon do a wonderful job with it. They're keeping that really fresh and and relevant and awesome. Um, but if you need to know the framework, go there. PSM2 is like, it's look, you've spent a few years as a scrum master, you have some experience, but perhaps facilitation is still uh, difficult. I know I, I interview a lot of scrum masters when I'm working in full-time roles, and, and one of the things I try to do is you know teach me scrum and have them facilitate retrospectives. And, and that's often a gap in some of the scrum masters, even the really good ones who get scrum. And so what I really love about this class is, like you were saying, people are going to walk away being a better facilitator, which is actually, it's an important skill. I think it's a crucial mm. skill. Um, but you're actually going to walk away with practical tools to facilitate. The, the liberating structures that you mentioned, you know, some of the, the in-depth discussions about how do you actually prepare and facilitate all of the Scrum events. And yeah. really getting into that, um, I think it's raising the bar for Scrum Masters um, in the entire industry. I really think that people coming out of this class are going to have an advantage over Scrum Masters who haven't because of, you know, these new tools, these new techniques, the liberating structures, and really spending some time. Dave, there's a definition of done exercise in this class, <laughs> and uh, we got to see it. So a lot of people may not know, maybe this is a little inside baseball, you know, the trainer community meets up from time to time, we get together, we, we show each other new techniques and facilitation methods, and have a lot of cool discussions, and uh, the two course stewards for PSM2, Barry and Christian, they were, they were in town for the last one. They showed us this definition of done exercise. Dave, this thing just blew my mind. It's, <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah, we're watching them facilitate, um, and, and to get a bunch of trainers to actually participate and facilitate this definition of done exercise that makes done explicit, but also shows your gaps and and after about 10 minutes, every trainer in there is just staring at it, dumbfounded, going, holy cow, we have to go do this with all of our teams right now. 
Yeah, it's one of those. And, and I mean, we're fortunate because we get to draw on 230, 240 people doing this every day. We get the benefit of that. And, and as you said, one of the key parts of being a trainer is that you get uh, you, you have to go to a face to face every year. Um, and that is to basically sharpen your sword and um and and also maybe drink a few drinks and have a <laughs> laugh and share some commiseration stories and the like it's very important to build community because it means then people help each other and this is a great example of that and as i said we use github to sort of gra- gravity grab all the content and to provide some sort of structure around it but ultimately it's the community that that's driven it the definition of doing exercises when i saw it i was like oh yeah, because I'm a product owner. Let's be honest, Ryan. I am no scrum master. I am not designed with those emotions. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to tell people what to do. I'm all about, you know, I'm like, yeah, this is the way. Even if it's wrong, it doesn't matter. We're going to storm the wrong hell, but we're going to do it. Um, whereas um, scrum masters are just really, the really good ones. And, you know, you, our community has a lot of them. You see something really, and the exercises and the mechanisms inside the class are really to sort of like teach you how to do that. I mean, I'm still not 100% certain that people that haven't got the sort of natural bits and bites in your head to be a scrum master can be a good scrum master. But ultimately, this will take people that have got maybe got those but don't know how to take it to the next level it will definitely take it to the next level yeah excited yeah very much so this is um so of course uh, our key focus today is psm2 but what's interesting at least from my perspective is in the last year or so uh two other classes came out as well so pally which is one that clearly is near and dear to my heart i love that course um the psk uh, professional scrum with kanban for those out there who aren't aware pally it's professional agile leadership essentials uh and now psm2 uh, with three classes coming out in the year i mean the it seems like the pipeline is very vibrant for for new learnings and new exploration uh in the scrum world so a couple of points about that so you would say oh my gosh um what, yeah, you didn't do anything for so long, and then everything's coming out now, and some of our trainers have definitely said that. The, the reason why this is happening is, is, is uh, there's a couple of dimensions. Number one is we, when I joined Scrum.org uh, almost three years ago, when Ken said, hey, come and help me create this, organize, you know, extend this organization, take it to the next level, I've, you know, uh, I brought in a lot of the sort of open source community stuff that I'd been working on with Mylin and a and those guys. So I brought that in and that instantly created this very different sort of environment around developing new ideas and, and the like. Um, I also brought in, uh, I'm a big fan of measurement, you know, and, and so starting to use the data that we had um, to really start driving a different view of how we're, you know, what we're doing, you know, so Kanban's a great example. So we, we got data that illustrated that the majority of scrum teams are using Kanban. Okay. Now, are they doing it well? 
that was another piece of data that was and that was interesting there was a lot of contradictions and conflicts you know the sort of like oh we can't do aging because you know with community flow doesn't work because so we're like hang on a minute so we reached out to the to some awesome people luckily we had some steve and yaval were in our community already and they said hey have you met daniel vacanti and he was he was the first uh, you could argue scrum master but obviously it was a kanban project uh, scrum master on a kanban and he is like hey he knows it and we like started talking to him and we found very quickly that there was a lot of synergies so that was something that the data and the community sort of exposed to us we then built the materials we worked with people that were really smart in this area daniel and yuval and uh, and steve porter when we brought together this scrum with kanban the idea that you can use the mechanisms of teams you can use the roles the events the empiricism the self-organization and then add the practices of kanban to make it awesome again a, a scrum master empowers great the, the psk is great for scrum masters or even developers but predominantly scrum masters for making things more transparent and really making your work flow and making the team a lot more empirical getting real data it's it's pretty awesome for that so that was so that's the reason why you could maybe it's taken a little too long but i wanted to do it right i wanted to use data i wanted to do some experiments and you know uh, psm2 is a great example of that pow another great thing we found we were kept getting data that showed us that leadership was missing in terms of scrum adoptions there was this big hole that you know the psm some of them went on that some of them didn't there wasn't anything you know sort of focused on their particular set of needs that persona was missing so we were like because it's not in the scrum guide right Whoa. well guess what you need people around scrum teams and, and nexuses to make it successful to build an environment for success and we have built a class and evolved a class i must admit you know 1.0 came out it was a good class we learned from it uh, the assessment now is out. We're getting a lot of data on that, and um, and uh, you know we're definitely inspecting and adapting on on PAL as we go, and that will hopefully create an environment for leaders to be successful. Yeah, it, it's really awesome to see a lot of these things come out, and um, I, I don't know. I for one, I would never criticize taking longer to do the right thing. I mean, I <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of plenty of things in the marketplace that came out too fast, and now there's. Um, negative buzz and you'd never want that and so i yeah. i'm actually pretty impressed with uh all the feedback that's come back on psk on pally um i think psm2 people are going to go nuts when they start seeing this class because I, I think you guys actually took the time to sit back and say what does a scrum master actually need and in yeah. some cases um i know i've worked in a lot of different organizations in some cases yeah we had to figure out how to incorporate flow into a sprint and so for that case, that PSK is perfect for that. In other cases, I, I worked in uh, middle management and that early executive level often. So I was sitting in the C-level suite offices or the, the VP offices trying to figure out how the hell to explain Scrum in a way that these people cared. And Pally um, really empowered me in a lot of ways, right? And so now with the PSM2, we can finally sit down with these Scrum masters and say, look, it's awesome that you have this deep dive knowledge of Scrum. Now can we talk about facilitation? Can we talk about coaching? Can we talk about mentoring? Can we talk about, you know, a lot of the things we talk about in the PSM today, but we don't get a lot of time for it, is about yeah. revealing things to people, but not resolving. 
And so now every tool, every facilitation technique, all of this stuff in PSM2 is really saying, let's make that practical. Here's how you actually reveal an issue to a team without resolving it. And then here's how you facilitate them to consensus or decision. And it's really that next level, next step that a lot of the, it's that progression of Scrum Master to really that, that next level of, of competency that, man, this thing is, people are going to see this class and they're going to, some light bulbs are going to go off and they're going to go back to their jobs the next day with brand new facilitation, coaching, mentoring techniques. I think the, the profession of software delivery is, is going to get better day one of people going back to their work. Like that's how excited I think the whole community is about this. So, so Dave, never yeah. apologize for being, being <laughs> late. I think this thing uh, is right on time and the people I, who are fortunate enough to sit the class, I think they're, they're going to have a huge advantage over the rest of their community. So, Ryan, you're right. But as a product owner, any good product owner always thinks you're late, never oh, yeah. done enough, always, you know, that sort of like appetite. I am the uh, I'm the hungry guy at the all you can eat Vegas buffet. And, uh, you know, that sort of symbolizes most product ownership. Uh, you know, you're sort of like, yeah, I want to do so much. I want to do it faster. I want to get, you know, and sometimes you have to wait for data. And sometimes you have to wait to get the right, you know, uh, reflections, which is, which is, which is, you know, which is understandable. But uh, it still frustrates me, Ryan. So I, I'm excited about it. I think it will be a good class. I, I think we're going to get lots of great data. Well, the other thing that it illustrates, which I think is interesting, is that I think we're in certain markets, uh, like the Netherlands, for instance, but certain parts of the U.S. Maybe because of people like you going into those parts. Uh, what we're seeing is we're seeing now a sort of um, a maturity. It's not about why we do Agile, why we do Scrum. It's not even that debate anymore. It's uh, how do we do it? How do we make it better? How do we deal with some of these complex problems that, we're, that, that the environment has created around our Scrum teams? Problems around uh, ownership, problems around um, uh, you know, getting more data back rapidly, problems around legislation and, and, and the constraints of, of you know, privacy in Europe, for instance, or the constraints of um, the FDA and those sort of constraints. How do we deal with those things? And ultimately, whenever I've talked to Ken and, and uh, around this and, and other Scrum Masters, the really smart ones say something which is really annoying, which I hate and I love at the same time. They say, hey, you've got a group of really smart people. They can work it out if you give them an environment to do that. They can solve these problems. They can make these choices explicit. A choice, you know, releasing software, you can release software as fast as you want. The slower you are, the cho that's a choice. But making it explicit and empowering teams to make that choice explicitly is really important. You know, the same is true of legislation. The same is true of the constraints that you live in. Teams are, you know, people are amazingly smart. We live in a world of incredible people. And all Scrum does and all the Scrum Master really does is, is open that potential. So I have a, you know, a sort of moral responsibility to help that potential because we can solve loads of the problems that are in front of us if we just allow the teams and the people that understand the problems to do it. No, I, I love that, Dave. And I think that uh, the PSM2 class is going to teach this next generation of Scrum Masters exactly how to do that. And I hope they walk away from the class with that kind of message. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick, because I know you're busy and we'll get you back to your to your day of, <laughs> of, of, being, of leading the, the, the Scrum efforts globally here, um, 
it's it's the marketing side. So not only has the the class pipeline been very rich, uh, the leadership has certainly been awesome, and the support and the support in the PST community. Um, I th- what's been really amazing, and I know you work with uh, Eric Nyberg quite a bit on on the on the marketing push. I I just I love this new push on. Hey, look, Scrum.org is the home of Scrum. Mm. I mean, I absolutely love this messaging uh, because first of all, it's true, but just the the whole like here it is. This is where it, where it lives and breathes, and this is where uh, all of the all of the the great courses and that come from. You know, can you talk a little bit about that? Where the there this push on the, on the marketing side, all of the great work going on on that side of the house, and just uh, kind of the evolution of that. So what's interesting is there's a lot of false news out there, right? Ryan. Oh yeah. And there's and 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 this is I know it sounds a little bit political. I don't mean to be political, but there's a lot of stuff. Oh, Scrum's good. Scrum's bad. Scrum's you know story points are a fundamental part of Scrum. Uh, velocity is a key. Burn down is a key mechanism for Scrum. Blah 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 blah. And um, and all those things probably are good in context. So what we've tried to do at Scrum.org, and and, and Eric has definitely been a, a champion of this, but but I, generally everybody I think in the community that is to try to be that place of truth, and to be mature, and to be grown up, and to live the values, um, and, and to be professional around it. Ultimately. Scrum is a really great framework, framework, not process, for helping you work in an empirical way, self-organizing, continuously improving. To make that framework work, you have to build bridges to other ideas and concepts, BDD, TDD, all the all the practices of XP, all the continuous delivery, the work of Jez Humble, the work, all of this stuff's appropriate and great in the context of this this framework and trying to build on this framework in a consistent way, being being honest and open to other ideas, you know. Uh, things like less safe, all of these stuff. It doesn't, you know, Kanban, obviously, PSK, build community. Because what we need to be is and, not but, you know? Scrum's great, but it's not enough to deliver amazing products. But if you can start with a consistent, honest view of Scrum and then build on that and highlight when there's differences of opinion, highlight when there's friction, but do it in a professional and respectful way. It's a key value of Scrum, respect. Respect on the team is incredibly important for creating empiricism and transparency, right? We get that. Respect in the market is incredibly important for improving what we do. We haven't got all the answers at Scrum.org. Our community hasn't got all the answers. We can ask some great questions and we can learn together. And if you can only do that if you respect others and you respect the world. So that's what we try to do. And marketing is the mechanism that we do it because web content, events, you know, PR, etc., AR, all of that stuff. And we try to drive that message home. And we're fortunate that we have a community of professionals inside the PSTs, people like you that, that have taken this to heart and continue to to do that doesn't mean we always get it right doesn't mean sometimes our tone is incorrect and we have to then respect inspect it and go oh that was a bit what did we mean oops accident because we are humans ultimately as as is the title of this uh, this podcast we make mistakes but as long as we can learn from them and try to keep these values front and center the five values of scrum front and center yeah dave i, I think that's great and so um, 
want to thank you for coming on the show and talking about PSM2 and some of the other directional things at scrum.org. We're always, I always learn a lot talking to you, and I love these, uh, these conversations. Super excited about PSM2, so by now the release has happened. Um, so it's something exciting, Dave, for me and, and, uh, and Todd Miller. So we've teamed up. So we've decided that, um, we decided that PSM2 is, um, it's so facilitation heavy. So we, like you said, we, we, we learn to cook by cooking. Well, in this case, we're doing Scrum to learn Scrum. So we've teamed up having decided that um, the best student experience for this would be, would be co-training. So in the show notes, the listeners can check out. I think Todd and I are doing five or six PSM2s between now and the end of the year. Uh, we're going to be all over the country, and actually we're doing some international. And so we're going to uh, really get the PSM2 message out there, encourage the listeners to check that out in the show notes. We'll get some, uh, some pictures and other materials for you to preview about, about the course. It's super exciting stuff. I know Todd and I are really looking forward to, uh, to traveling and meeting a ton of students for this and just seeing those amazing aha moments come out. But, uh, but Dave, thank you for your time. I uh, really appreciate you coming on to talk about this stuff and uh, really just love everything coming out of scrum.org and just always appreciate uh, learning more. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks, everybody. And, uh, you know, the only way we can get better is by everybody using it and feeding back information. So if you go on a PSM2 class or you read some stuff, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. And we can only get better by your help. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for listening to Agile for Humans. Let's keep the conversation going. Drop us a question on Twitter at Agile for Humans or visit agileforhumans.com.